Today we'll begin with a new chapter that is chapter 23 which is about Brahma Rakshasa attains liberation by Guru's grace. This chapter describes Gurunath's settling down at Gangapur Mat at the request of the king of that place. Gurunath blesses a Brahma Rakshasa and restores it to human form and grants him Sadgati that is liberation. This episode is brought to you by Krishna Knows. Very good morning. Jai Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. Wishing you all a very happy Thursday, Guru Var. Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha Om Shri Guru Datatre Namaha Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwaraha Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Guru Ve Namaha Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. Siddha Muni continues the narrative. As the news of Gurunath's miracle of making the decrepit and dried buffalo yield plenty of milk and making it wet again and thus relieving the poverty of the Brahmin spread, people started flocking to the Brahmin's house to see the buffalo, especially when it was being milked. Hitreto, Srinarsimha Saraswati was remaining almost incognito at Amraja Sangam, not revealing himself to many. How long can the light hide itself under the bushel? The news about the divine sage spread all around. The king also came to the Sangam to pay respects, his, to pay his respects and obeisance to Srinarsimha Saraswati. Seeing Gurunath, the king realized that this was none else but the supreme divinity, the supreme being, which the Vedas tried their utmost to discover but could not succeed at all. And for this, and for whose vision, darshan, all the gods, angels, and the sages do the severest penances and austerities. Oh my God, this is absolutely profound. You know, it's a very beautiful lesson here and like yesterday also I was telling you why do the great beings have to perform certain miracles it's not miracle they just demonstrate that power power which they have but they usually do not use their power you need to understand the only reason why they do that is to establish faith see people only believe in miracles they do not understand what God means. Still, they don't see a miracle happening in their life. So, the divine beings, the Guru's great masters, perform that little miracle to establish that faith in the people for the divinity. It's nothing to do with them because they are not the body you need to understand. They are the unmanifest being who has manifested into that form. They have just manifested into a body. They've donned a garment. Beyond that, there is nothing about it. But the reason why they do this is to, again, I'm saying, to re-establish to re the faith in the divinity, to establish back their faith. Because they don't believe in God. They don't believe in any divine power. Why? Because they just, they cannot see miracles happening in their life. They always want to see some magic around them. In fact, Sai Baba also has said the same thing. The only reason I have to do these things only is to establish faith so that people can have faith in the divine Lord Almighty. So once your faith is established, then there is nothing that can deter you from that. But again, if you remember the two previous two chapters, we did about this lady 
you know who lost her son and she was completely blinded by her bondage to this to this boy of hers but gurunath out of compassion out of turn you know brings that dead son to life back to life but what is the use of that see this is what we don't understand the aspect of possessions the material worldly attachments all this is nothing but maya which is actually going to bound you to eternity and then there is no getting out of it the reason why we have been given this knowledge the spiritual truth is only so that we can redeem ourselves and those who are associated with this body we can give them the redemption one person in the family walks on the path of spirituality and attains enlightenment or realization please remember seven generation upwards and seven generations down back uh, you know backwards downwards both of them get that redemption which means they are redeemed from that material worldly bondage and what does that mean it's not just liberation it means they have been given a chance themselves to walk on the path of spirituality in their next lives because please remember only through a human birth and when you when the guru finds you then only can you attain that spiritual being that is guru is the doorway to god without a guru there is no god realization but yes except for there is a one great marathi saint her name is kanopatra recently my krishna guruji was explaining this very beautiful story about a, a great saint and he he played a very lovely you know uh, bhajan offers the song you know which she sings for to lord uh, vithoba who is in pandarpur panduranga we call him so what what is the story about she is a very small girl okay and she is very poor she doesn't have any money she has nothing she is wearing you know uh, torn clothes and all that she's she, small girl in the sense she's like around teenage sort of uh, she's a teenager but she's very beautiful she's so pretty she's very beautiful and she's constantly you know she listens everybody keeps talking to her about vitoba so she is you know uh, she believes that vitoba is there for her you know and that she has a friend she meets a friend and her friend happens to go to vitoba's temple so then she's telling you know this kanopatra telling that why are you worried you know you believe in lord vitoba he is there he is your everything he will take care of you so why bother so when this little girl tells her about vitoba even though she has not seen panduranga she just establishes her faith in the lord she completely believes in him she says my panduranga is there he is taking care he is my everything you know he she completely is lost in the devotion to this panduranga and she has not seen panduranga before please remember that and once it so happens that there is a there's a village head who is you know who's troubling her a lot he he is smitten by her beauty and though he's old man he's after her lecherous character so she's like my panduranga is there he will save me you know he will come he will save me so this is the faith she keeps keeps in the divine lord and then it so happens then once um, this friend of hers and along with certain varkari there there's a varkari you know what is varkari varkari is during the month of july that um, ashada ekadashi uh, everybody in that month they all in the maharashtra from all the villages they walk barefoot to pandarpur 
and that is called Varkari. So they are all going to visit the Lord. There is a very beautiful movie also about that Varkari and you can also Google and check out what do they do. They also carry the palanquin of uh, Nyaneshwar and from uh, Nyaneshwar Maharaj from Dehu, uh, from Alandi and then in Dehu the Tukarams Maharajas, they do this Paduka like all the saints you know. Initial, in the, the story goes like this. The, when Nyaneshwar Maharaj and Tukaram used to be there, they would do this procession going to Pandarpur to offer their blessing. So on the way they would sing the bhajans and everybody would join that procession. They would walk to the temple from Dehu Alandi. And even today the tradition is carried forward. They take the Okay, I don't know exactly what they take. I think that they take the padukas and, and they carry the palanquin and everybody walks along that palanquin singing the praises and glories of uh, Lord Pand uh, Natha, and then they're all dancing away to glory and they do this varkari. So everybody in Maharashtra who are the ardent devotees of um, Panduranga, they also do this varkari. And okay, coming back to another story, sorry, story after story. It so happened once in one of the years, in, I think it's back in 2017, we, we did a pilgrimage and we didn't even know that this was the Ashada Ekadashi along with my Krishna Guruji, two of other his disciples. So we went to Pandarpur, we were wondering why is this crowd, there is so much traffic and we couldn't even, they were not allowing our vehicles and especially on that Ekadashi, we happened to arrive there without even knowing this. It was the most beautiful experience and it was amazing to see the devotion of people, the bhakti. See, they are not rich people, they are all these poor villagers but they love Lord Pandari Natha. Yeah, I, have, I, have, I watched very old ladies, you know, they are literally 80 years, 90 years, they are just bent, they are literally half bent and yet they were walking barefoot. I was amazed at the devotion. It was so powerful. The whole town was filled with that bhakti you could experience the divinity over there the power of the bhakti was experienced and I was amazed to see the love and devotion which these people have for their vithoba and they were willing to stand eight hours ten hours in that you know the queue you have to because it there was ten million people in one day that is the kind of people who had come to visit there it was amazing and imagine my krishna guruji walking how many people did he bless he was we were literally uh, i even just the thought itself brings tears to my eyes because it is so powerful to see the devotion of these people for the lord and imagine the lord is walking amongst themselves but obviously they can't recognize this is the truth because God is not going to come, Bitova is not going to stand like this and come on that, <laughs> you know, black color. He's black color and he's not going to stand like this and come in front of everybody in that form. But yes, he comes, he dons a manifest form, which is he dons a human body and he comes. He appears in front of you, but do you have the grace to see? Unfortunately, they can't recognize. So the Lord blessed that day, 10 million people just around walking and watching everybody call uh, they, and, you know, call the name of the Vitova. They would sing. Panduranga Vithoba, you know that, that um, you know, Vithala Vithala Panduranga, that, that whole town was filled with that, that words of the divine. Can you imagine the power of that bhakti? That is devotion. That is the kind of devotion. The whole town literally, I was just horripilating. Every word, I think every brick, everything, every object just sang the word Panduranga Vithala, Pandarinata Vithala. 
this is what they were chanting ceaselessly and you know what everybody would help all these varkaris who are walking barefoot by offering them food and i was amazed in a country like india where we people the educated people do not follow road discipline the traffic rules nothing in that town in that village everything was so organized people will not violate the traffic rules everybody was cooperating i was amazed it it shocked me i never saw this side of india i mean we have such beautiful things we never talk about the the most profound and the beauty of you know our land we always talk about good roads you know uh, clean environment in western world why have we been gone and even experienced our own country which is very sad you need to experience what is the beauties the upside of everything that is there in in our country imagine lord panduranga is there imagine how many sages saints everybody is visiting pandarina do you even know who you are going to encounter who you are going to meet they are not going to obviously tell you who they are but all these great sages sages everybody is visiting there and the devotees of the lord you think the lord is not going to be present there of course he is going to be present there and he is going to bless them that is the truth so coming back to the story Uh, sorry i'll complete that story and it so happened that it was so crowded obviously we had to wait 8 hours and 10 hours and we couldn't we no way we couldn't get in so we always do one thing my krishna guruji will say go talk to the officials if they let us in we will try to see because from there we had to go to another city um right after the darshan and we waited there we requested this inspector saying please can you just allow us 2 minutes we will go in and come back it's it's not that we can't wait unfortunately we have to leave to another town so initially they said yes then because other people came and started asking so then they denied we waited there for half an hour we begged 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 and then he finally gave in to us and said only one person can go and <laughs> we all said okay fine the one person who wanted to visit was my guruji student um, you know brito the reason he wanted to be there is because he he you know once he is the one who watched this movie and he shared it with my guruji and he said uh, he'll call him g you know g can we once we have to go to this he imagine some day he had said this without even his knowledge that you know that desire to meet the divine was fulfilled and he was the only one who went inside and came out said so no problem we'll all come back again because it's okay and it was his desire to you know go for that varkari this is how the great master works can you believe that yes we said you go and come we'll all wait anyway we can, we are always here we'll go back the next time so this is how the universe works this is how the divine being works the guru's grace is this and it was so beautiful that his devotion that he want to meet pandarinath ah on ekadashi that is the most auspicious day to meet vithoba what more can you ask for and my guruji blessed that entire holy land the entire you know devotees of lord pandarinath such is the greatness so coming back to the story so this girl you know when you trust when you believe in the divine the divine works magic but you need to always have the faith to recognize the divine being it is not in the form you think he is going to appear vithoba is never going to come and stand you know in the black statues 
mm, like that no he's not going to come like that but he will appear as an or in in a human form but you need to be able to recognize when the lord appears that is the most important thing and you know what happened so kalupatra his friend had given her this understanding and then she she kept it in her heart so much and she became a great devotee of pandarinath and once it so happened uh, you know i told you this lecherous character the village the head you know he was troubling her and she says pandarinatha please save me you know she is she was to pray to him and then it so happened once when the varkari were visiting pandarpur she she wanted to join them so because this uh, the village head you know the the lecherous character he did not you know she did not budge to him he was in in just you know to take revenge he goes to the king of bidar and tells him he influences him his thought process saying that you know you you if you don't have this most beautiful girl what use is you being the king and all that so the king now you know gets into that thing about yes i want this woman and i want this girl she needs to come to me i want to marry her so or i want i want her in my court as a courtesan whatever that was and so what he does is um, he sends his army and kanopatra has gone on the varkari she goes with this varkari people she go she goes to pandarpur now the uh, you know they have to cross this river when they are coming to i think it's the uh, if i'm correct the krishna river so they have to cross that river okay i might be wrong but there's a river i don't know whether it's krishna river or which river is it sorry but i can always confirm back to you so they have to cross this river the river you know what it literally they, they they the river overflows and they have not seen such a power of the river it's it's full it's overflowing and the river literally you know it's inundated with water and all this entire army is submerged in that river and there's no way they can you know get to her and when she is in the uh, in the temple she looks at vithoba and she says oh i had imagined so so kanopatra is arrived in that temple she has never seen vithoba before please remember this and then she goes into the temple and when she sees vithoba she she feels oh my god i had imagined vithoba to be very handsome very beautiful the way everybody had described but what is this she saying you are you are looking black you are looking so ugly you know that's how she she feels you know she she says what is this vithoba you look so black you look so ugly <laughs> you know <laughs> it's so cute and then you know what happens she bows her head down at the feet and you know her, her beautiful fingers two fingers it seems um it is this is what my guruji had narrated to me the story about her and suddenly she when she when she bows down her fingers touch the feet right and it's it just it goes in like that now this two fingers of it goes in and she gets a shock she feels vitoba she he's so soft her, she, her two finger creates a dent in his foot even today it is there um, if you happen to go to pandarpur and if you can see the lord's feet the two finger that hole is there and then she says oh my god you're so beautiful you're so lovely she experienced the lord literally in that form and she cries her heart out she said i am very sorry and she falls in love with him you know 
it's in such a manner she couldn't express and she says at that time she's singing you know there's a song that she sings she sings vitova i am yours don't let anything happen to me don't let this enemy come and take me i am not anybody's i am yours why don't you come and save me you know and even when the the king tried to come and try to take her away even before they could come and take her it is believed that kanopatra attained the devotion to the lord and she she literally died in the te- in the temple at the foot of vitoba and he absorbed he just you know um, she merged into the divine being and then uh, her the samadhi is very much there in pandarpur and it's believed right the next day there is a plant which came out of that samadhi uh, near that stone there was a plant which was there and it's believed that she watches vitoba to eternity over there i mean obviously eternity means she is there from whenever the time she was been she is watching over him that is the devotion she became that tree today how beautiful is it she attained you know oneness with the divine lord vitoba absolved her and nothing befalled her this is the profound truth is that your devotion and it is believed she is the only saint you know um, in the entire uh, in the amongst all other sages and the saints who has attained devotion without having to fo- follow any guru guru parampara her devotion was of that highest order can you can you have that kind of devotion see we all just talk lip service oh i am the devotee of lord i am unspiritual i am this i am that i am devoted to baba i am devoted to lord shri krishna i am devoted no we are only bothered about our material world the devotion to that highest where lord vitoba just absorbed her can you can you do that she left her life in pandarpur in that temple and her samadhi is very much there sorry i even mean, i haven't seen her samadhi but obviously when i visit next time i will make a point to visit the samadhi it is it is very important to get the grace of such devotees such a saint and such beautiful you know songs the poems that she has sang for the divine imagine the power of her bhakti you know those words can only come from your mouth when you have that highest of your bhakti from the innermost being you can that those words are the divine words the words are the power of the lord himself you cannot get bhakti otherwise this is who kanopatra was yes you have to go read about her there is wikipedia yeah the legend says lot of different things that she is born to a courtesan and hence uh, they forced her into prostitution which she never went into there are a lot of different legends but this the story is this see at the end of the day, the moral of the story is the bhakti the aspect of devotion what kind of devotion do you want that you will experience lord in that capacity it is your devotion that makes the lord manifest for you and do you have that kind of devotion people say i want to see god how much are effort are you going to put to see god do you think you have that kind of devotion no you know we don't even listen to the words of the guru the guru is the para brahman what is the what is the king saying here he is saying the king realized that this was none else but the supreme divinity the supreme being which the vedas tried their utmost to discover but could not succeed at all and when we have the opportunity to do be with such supreme divine beings we make we we think that oh i am living with some ordinary human being people do things as though it's a task and then what you still want to get into the material worldly bondage what kind of devotion do you have ask yourself this question 
Why do you need grace? No, the only thing they need, you know, why do they need a guru or why do they need? Because they have to suffer for the guru is required because I will go commit all the karmas in this world and let the guru suffer all my sins. That is why the guru is there for you, not for any other purpose. And when the guru says, don't get into the gutters, no, I will have to go into the gutters. That is what I will do. When the Guru is telling you, don't do something this, no, I have to exactly do opposite of what my Guruji is telling not to do. So who are you listening? You are listening to your mind. You are listening to the people around who you think that is who they are. They belong to you. This bodily parents, relatives, friends and everybody around in our world. And the one person who you need to listen, we will never listen to that being. You know why? Because we are given into our ego and arrogance and you name it endless. But here, what is it saying? It's, it is a boon to be with this divine master. It is not a joke, you know. You have to just surrender your life unto his lotus feet. That is the truth. And today we don't value what we have. Let me tell you, this is exactly what had happened even in Baba's case, you know. He had people with him. Unfortunately, yeah, everybody tried to you know use their own mind and be whatever yeah they were devoted to Baba but what happened at the end of the day they were fighting like cats and dogs and then when Baba left the mortal coil and everybody then rude they repented they regretted for not listening unto the Guru this is the same story we will never value when we have this precious Paris money the priceless gem with us we don't even want to make use of that to grow in our life on the contrary go into the gutters that is what we want to make use of it too you want to get married, you want to get a job. You know, job is also another marriage. After one job, job to you are never going to be happy. So what is happening in your job? You are lost in that mind space. You know, constantly, oh, my boss is like this. My something is not happening. You know, you are completely gone into that job. And then what happens? You are constantly dwelling in that. So where is your devotion? Where is your spiritual wheel happening? But till you don't surrender to the divine being. All you are thinking about is, oh, my job, I am going through hell. You know, my Krishna Guruji has taught me day one, yeah, which is never understood. Only thing is very slow, late realization. In my case, it's always a late realization. You know what he said? Look, don't get, don't be so much bothered about what's happening. Please, at the end of the day, what has to come to you will come to you. The divine will take care. Why are you bothered? You just do your part of the deal. Don't run after money. Don't run after success. Yes, that's one thing that, that hit me really hard. Yeah, he gave, he made me learn, you know, hard lessons. And that is when I understood. In my case, I have to always learn the hard way unfortunately because why i have given into my own mind not not understanding what my guruji is saying so yes many a time the gurus will not you know stop you from the fall you know why because still you don't fall and learn the hard way you're never going to understand the truth about that lesson so it is very important for you to go and make those mistakes i still remember one of my guruji's disciple you know many years later when he after he got married he asked the question to my guruji guruji why didn't you stop me from getting married and, and that's why my Guruji said, see, I say certain things. The problem is you don't listen. No, you don't listen to my words. But sometimes it's important for you to go through that process to understand the truth about life. And now he said, look, now it is time for you to focus in your family and you go ahead with that. And then unfortunately, my Guruji, I wouldn't say unfortunately, he knows everything happens for the good alone. He sent him to focus in his material world. He couldn't be with my Guruji because at that time he wanted to be very much with my Guruji. But he said, my Guruji was telling him, look, look, you have your material worldly commitments and you need to focus into that. 
and he he kept asking this question to my guruji why didn't you stop me from getting married my guruji will never stop anybody from doing anything because look at the end of the day they come with their desires they come with their own karma karma is one aspect but desires desire is another thing if you are desiring that you want to get married to fulfill your carnal desires or lusty desires then no nobody can stop you because that is what you are desiring and who can stop you no one if you don't make the choice the guruji is not going to do anything about it he can only warn you he can cushion you yeah he can only cushion your prarabdh karma remember this but it is in your hands to you know stop that from happening and if you have taken the choice the choice is purely yours it is not guru's doing or anybody else is doing no god is going to come and put you in a pitfall please remember this whether it is in a job whether it is marriage whether it is children whether it is wealth everything is the same story whether it is any possession in this world the masters will never say that you possess something go own go buy more do this no on the contrary they set an example by not coveting anything this is the truth about who they are they don't covet anything please the all the real divine beings do not covet anything you need to understand they don't own anything yet they own this entire universe that is why they can fulfill your desires they are desireless being themselves you know why do they take arms and eat i have actually explained to you the reason they take arms is because you give them whatever is left over which means after you have fulfilled your desire and whatever you offer to them is desireless because there is no desire attached to it and they are never going to get into your karma you need to also understand this the nature of a guru what is the charitra of the guru he is never going to stop you from committing that error because till you do not commit that error you are never going to learn you are never going to understand the truth about life many a time i i you know i have myself repented why didn't i listen to my guruji i should have listened i'm telling you each one of us in our own way will have to understand this truth about what it means to listen to the guruji because we given to our mind too much when we given to our mind let us let me tell you your be rest assured your fall is imminent because your mind is never going to allow you to rise it is always going to show you the downside it is going to instigate you against your gurudev because your guruji is never never you know whatever he does it's it's only for your good alone he is never your enemy but the mind makes it appear that your guru is your enemy please remember this is very dangerous never ever get into that zone and then what happens we get into the pitfall we make the decision and then put the blame conveniently on the guruji guruji you are the one who's doing it the many people who will tell my krishna guruji it is many years later i understood it is not my guruji is doing my guruji doesn't do anything on the contrary he saves every one of us from our own gutter that we have created for ourselves with our own hands and he is here cleaning our you know he is cleaning that muck from our life and yesterday i was telling you what does the guru do he you know removes the imperfection of the material world and perfects our spiritual knowledge in us that is what the guru does and have do we even understand him no we don't understand him and on the contrary we we think that the guru is talking some nonsense because our mind is talking too much we take the decision on our own please remember you need to be very lucky if you have been initiated by your guru because initiation is not got so easily and don't destroy that initiation that you have got and if you destroy please spit that mantra like that you know that brahmin in that you know samarth ramdas maharaj's you know life story who wants better food so you go after better job better marriage better money and go into the gutters spit that mantra that he has given you you are not even worthy of it because don't don't destroy that 
you know initiation that you have got which is a boon because there are millions of people who are craving for that you don't know what you have you just take it for granted because you have it you've got it on a platter value your bastard value what you have value this life of yours and you need to be the most luckiest one because you have the opportunity and the privilege to live with your master and to have a guru himself in your life this is the truth and this is what the king is saying and we need to value that in our life there is no point in running after this material worldly desires it is going to put you into a into a ditch which you wouldn't even have ever imagined you think you're going to be happy no there is no material worldly happiness happiness is only a momentary it's a state of mind the real bliss is to be in the spiritual imagine the devotion of kanopatra can you be devoted like that to your gurudev can you be devoted to your master to your lord shri krishna like that today it is very rare to find such devotion and that is why these gurujis you know they they try they keep giving opportunities to everybody to see if you are worthy enough if you are spiritually deserving do you even stand that you think they don't test of course they test they test everybody to see what is that you are actually seeking in your life what exactly do you want they see they say certain tricky words but they are talking to your mind don't fall prey to that <laughs> i will end for nth time my guruji will test me and i will very much fall for it but his grace you know with his grace it's always that one thing that you need to seek is the lord alone there is nothing else that you can seek but the choice is always in your hands whether you want the, his him the lord or his maya yeah you can say i want to go abroad yeah keep i want to visit foreign countries i want to visit all that please you know like my guruji will say where are you going go go roam all over the world at the end of the day you have to come back to that one point alone you can't go anywhere beyond that that, that is the truth but we think there is a life for us we want to live our life i want to fulfill my dreams i want to live my dream what dream oh my god that dream is only going to take you into the gutters remember this it's not going to give you anything more than that it's only going to make your life hell Miser misery is what you're going to experience please go for the ride and you will understand what the ride is like so let us come back i'm going to read this once more the king realized that this one was none else but the supreme divinity the supreme being which the vedas tried their utmost to discover but could not succeed at all and for whose vision that is darshan all the gods angels and sages do the severest penances and austerities he is the omniscient the omnipotent and the omnipresent being who is the creator the sustainer and the destroyer of the universe he is the para brahman lord shri krishna himself and who do you think you are living with who do you think you have in as a guru don't ever treat a guru in a ordinary manner don't try to have a conversation guruji is not here to sit and have conversation this is the truth we need to understand because you know what that the problem is when we meet that master in a ordinary being a human form we we, we think that oh he's just a human being he is not that is what you need to understand what you're seeing is his maya he is never going to reveal himself to you till you don't have the devotion like kanopatra or mirabai or ramkrishna paramahamsa ji or tukaram all the sages were merged in the divine being their devotion was the highest they became one with the divine being can you be devoted like that where tukaram maharaj though he was the most wealthy person when there was a famine or a flood in that village he gave away his entire property food grains you know all his all his wealth he just distributed amongst the 
villagers and there was nothing left for his own family and you know he would his wife would have to beg she would call him all names and there's a very cute thing the very beautiful episode um, in which you know she but one thing you need to understand she served her husband as a god and that is why she will attain her spiritual wheel but not for anything else but yes she was very devoted to tukaram she ensured that he has his food you, you know tukaram maharaj used to go on a mountain and sit there and write abhangas and be lost in panduranga and one day she was worried her husband is not there he's sitting on that mountain so she packs some food for him and she climbs that mountain she goes to feed him you know goes to give him lunch and on the way what happens is um, she a thorn you know pricks her feet and that time she she's she's trying to remove that she's she's screaming in pain and suddenly lord panduranga appears next to her and then she doesn't know it is panduranga and then she he's helping her remove the thorn from her feet and that time she's he's asking her where are you going he's she's saying look my husband he's sitting there like a mad fellow writing about <laughs> you know he's lost in this she would call him it's not right to call names to the god but it's so cute she called him that kalia kalia means he's a black fellow um, the god panduranga was black in color so she says she's he's lost in him that kalia and you know what i'm tired don't even take his name i am so angry because of this vitoba my husband is not there with me at all and now see he is not even eaten so i have to go feed him he was she was very vitoba was very pleased you know what pleased him because she is serving his devotee you need to understand that so she is going and offering food because that is the service she is doing to those who are devoted to the divine that's how the universe works it is beautiful yeah you can you can see her anger all that you can see because for her she's bothered about her children she's material worldly being but she did indirectly or directly she was doing service to the devotee of the lord so vitoba was pleased yes vitoba gave her darshan but did she recognize him no <laughs> and she said you know and then vitoba said give me a bhakri i can't remember i think he did that he said give me a bhakri she says look i only have this much i have to feed my husband and he saw her devotion and then she says don't take the name of that you know that black fellow i'm very angry because of him i've lost my husband <laughs> it's so cute anyway and then she goes and and then she when she's feeding her husband tukaram maharaj then she says what happened and then he says did you meet panduranga that is that is panduranga and he was amazed he he got shocked because he is so devoted to panduranga and he could not have his darshan and here someone who's not devoted but she has his darshan this is how the magic of the divine beings are they work magic like this but you have the grace to recognize the divine being when they come in front of you and that is what you need to understand and you need to always seek that grace from them don't get lost in your mind because see there is no point in getting lost in your mind what use is it you are not going to achieve anything imagine if you are going to only be attached in our you know job children wife mother father sickness all that when you die who's that you are going to reach you are going to if your mind is going to dwell in that same object you are only going to sanction yourself many more lives and you're going to be born as something which you wanted to 
achieve in this life which you weren't and then you're going to be born again for that purpose but you're not going to attain the lotus feet of the divine lord so seek that grace that grace is very important so here it says he is the omniscient the omnipotent and the omnipresent being who is the creator the sustainer and the destroyer of the universe and the abode of all wisdom auspiciousness and divine virtues he realized how blessed he his kingdom and his people were that the intangible infinite and the supreme being has chosen to appear before them in a visible and embodied form this is the truth you need to understand and this is the realization you need to understand the king understood this truth that is why he was able to describe who this divine being is and he's saying who is the creator the sustainer and the destroyer of the universe and the abode of all wisdom auspiciousness and divine virtues what virtues divine virtues he realized how blessed he his kingdom and his people were that the intangible infinite and the supreme being has chosen to appear before them and in a visible visible and embodied form and we have to be extremely grateful for this opportunity don't ever take this master for granted don't take this divine beings for granted this is the truth you need to understand don't treat him like an ordinary human being he is not an ordinary human being and stop calling him whatever you feel like don't ever disrespect him this is one thing you need to understand people like to call him whatever they feel like you cannot do that you cannot disrespect this master the great master of this universe give him that utmost respect please remember when you disrespect when you do anything please remember his universe is going to give you that lesson some day in your life you are going to learn the hard way so don't even provoke the universe don't even provoke the astrosities around him they are always ever watching what you say how you speak what you do and they are the ones who are judging you please the guru is never judging you the the peep the universe around him is judging you so why provoke the universe give him that respect when is something is said don't do something please don't do and please listen to the words of a guru he talks in a very tricky language you need to understand it is very difficult to understand the words of the guru it is not so easy because his word is full of potent potencies power of that word will make that object appear or disappear that is who he is the word from his mouth will create the objects in this universe not the other way around that is the truth so even when he says something the word the power of the words from the the god's mouth the guru's mouth makes that object appear even when something is not there when he says the sun is rising in the west accept it of course it is possible please remember because this entire universe is adheen to him the five elements everything the gunas everybody is adheen to him the maya is adheen to him nobody else can have this power except the guru himself so you don't question the master something can be done something cannot be done you know what i have in my own life when my guruji has said something because we have i haven't listened to him i have learned the hard way because the then the destiny comes into play then you can't do anything about it then you have to suffer the consequences it is for everybody there are no two ways about it no gurus can only cushion the prarabdha karma but then the suffering is a must if you do not listen if the destiny comes to play you don't know what will come to bite you so don't challenge the destiny the king fell at his feet and prayed that he should continue to stay in his kingdom only and should not leave the place and forsake them he begged him to step into his palace and sanctify it why do the 
gurus get invited why do the great beings get invited when they walk when they go to any place they sanctify that place so the king begged actually you know when my guruji goes to some of these people's home and this is something we have done off late we do not go anywhere unless and until my guruji himself feels that he need to go when somebody invites because it is very important that where he goes how he goes you know my guruji sometimes will visit certain places but he will not even touch water there why because there is something wrong there and he will never be in a place where things are wrong wrong things are happening he will never be there he is never going to be there please remember he will only visit because whether it is his devotee or someone has is is there and he has to give that much of you know blessing or grace that is all he will come for not more than that because when there is adharma unrighteous things happening over there my guruji is not going to be there no spiritual being no no god will be there and no god will bless you and we will never go to a place where there is wrong things we will not touch any water from that we will not even have a glass of water over there and this is the truth you need to understand so earn that merit earn that blessing where the master can come and bless you sanctify your home your being and everything very rare when my guruji visits to anybody place anywhere there is a reason why he'll do what he does but just this one thing i know when he's visiting some place he's reestablishing the divinity and he's blessing that place so that the divinity can be there that place should not be destroyed that is exactly why he goes to sanctify that place and removes all the unrighteous from there or if there is some wrong doings and he need to remove the evil propensities from that place or some evil people from out of that place system then that which that shall happen just the touch of my guruji's feet that whole place sanctifies so what more can we ask for than having the opportunity to serve this great master the master of this universe shri narsimha saraswati and most importantly there are people you know who doesn't even care when the master even comes they treat him like an ordinary human being they will not even welcome inside and this is like even even forget about it okay they might not even accept my guruji as someone my master but at least you need to give him that respect as a human being atiti daivo bhava and i have some you know very very senior people in the world who who doesn't even have this basic etiquette to you know welcome someone what what kind of people are this unfortunately it's very sad to see such people exist what values they themselves have gone gone to ruins and what more they have left with i don't understand such people are a burden on this planet earth what uses is their life god given life it's very sad we should never have such a birth never ever ask for such birth she narsimha saraswati felt that the time had now come for him to come out of his secluded life and to reveal himself freely to all and to carry out his divine mission in wider and fuller measure he was also touched by the devotion of the king and felt that gangapur with the holy sangam in its vicinity is a merited place for his stay and for carrying out his mission he gave his consent to the king telling him that he would accede to his prayer and would stay at gangapur the king was overwhelmed with joy <coughs> at this and realized how blessed he and his people were absolutely it is a blessing you don't understand how much it is a merit to have the grace of this master where he is making a place his abode that home is abode please remember where the guru lives that is the ashram 
Ashram is not, you know, what they talk about in the material world. Having a conglomerate, having a big place, all that. Ashram means this is a place where the master resides. It is a place where you come to take refuge unto the lotus feet of this Guru. You come to serve yourself. Ashram. Come and put effort in your spiritual sadhana, in serving your Guru Dev and in attaining the bhakti for your Guru. That is what Ashram means. He was received in the palace in all grandeur. All the people came out to welcome him, throwing and offering flowers at his feet and waving lights and doing arti. There was on one big house in the palace grounds which was vacant and unoccupied. There was a Ashwatha tree by the side of the house. It was spacious but it was believed to be haunted, a haunted house. A place was haunted by a Brahma Rakshasa and hence was not considered by the king to be an apt place for Sri Narsimha Saraswati to reside. But Sri Narsimha Saraswati said that the place would suit him as suit him. As soon as he entered the house, the Brahma Rakshasa came out in a fury with the object of assailing the intruder. But seeing Sri Narsimha Saraswati, the Brahma Rakshasa realized that it was no intruder but the Redeemer who had come to bless all and him too. He fell prostrate at Gurunath's feet, begging to be forgiven for all his sins and to be saved by his grace. Imagine, the Rakshasa also knows that he is a Redeemer. He has come there, they can recognize, not human beings. We human beings are like a dog's tail. Who, who are only lost in our material worldly maya. We are smitten by maya. We are completely covered with ignorance. Even God cannot change us. Sometimes I wonder, and my Krishna Guruji will always say, and you will actually uh, learn about this in this in this chapter as well. Just the touch of the Guru Dev, your knowledge, you will become enlightened being. The knowledge is awakened. And today, my master is the Parasmani himself. Sometimes he'll say, you, you think I'm the real Parasmani? My touch is not even working anything. Is it the Guru's fault? No, it is our fault. Why? Because we're not putting enough effort. The Parasmani has already touched us. Is there anything left for us to happen? He has initiated us. He has given us the knowledge. Whose job it, it is to go ahead and use that knowledge, apply that knowledge, do the sadhana and attain the spiritual wheel. The Guru is anyway holding. The Guru is always guiding us. So who is not doing it is us. So where is it? The, where is the fault line? Is it the Guru or us? It is with us. Because we are not making enough effort to evolve. We are not bothered about our own spiritual wheel. On the contrary, we only care about what is happening in this body's life. Material worldly attachments. My mother, my father, my husband, my brother, my sister, my job, my money. I need to run after money. I have to you know, earn for my family. Now I am going to get married. I am going to have a new job. I am going to build a house. Aren't this all attachments? I need money now to build the house. You think that's a small thing? No. Again, that's a bondage. That's a misery. Let me tell you this much. Anything you own is always a misery. Any possession. Like I gave this very beautiful story about Devi Amma's life. I just gave a partial story. And she had to go through her own misery in life to understand truth and you know, attain her own spiritual being. She's a divine being. That revelation happened to her. She, she even then being a divine being, it's not easy. They also have to go through their sadhana, their learning. 
she was talking about how one one time her gurudev had asked her to do a particular sadhana for 48 days and that was it it was it was you know it was so tough and in that what did he instruct her he said something that she loves the most coffee she cannot drink coffee she cannot have her breakfast she cannot talk to anybody in the family not to her people or anybody around she cannot watch a tv she has to only do certain prayers and that too in a particular timing and she cannot sleep in the afternoon isn't that all our you know our tendencies something which we love the most something which we hate the most so what does the guru do he makes you overcome those tendencies the vrittis all that he makes you overcome by how by prescribing a certain sadhana what is my sadhana shut your mouth <laughs> most important shut your mind silence is my mantra because i am a chatterbox i can talk 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 yes but now i don't feel like talking yeah i talk to my guruji or i talk because <laughs> satsang i have to give so you know you you know this is most beautiful the master uses the same talent for serving his purpose today the same talk he is used in me to give satsang you know to do this parayan i am blessed and those who are listening also are blessed the narrator and the listener both are equally blessed so this is how the guru does but also i have to go into silence silence is silence of my mind mind is not here sorry this brain <laughs> silencing my mind mind is the dangerous thing which you need to silence it and go inward it's not going outward and we need to shut our mouth and another most important lesson it's about like my krishna guruji says the thing is that you have to always be your good self you understand the truth about the life you know what does he do he you know removes the imperfections of the material world and that time you will understand then you will know how to behave in this world how to live by being your good self this is what is not understood by us we think we are doing everything right we are very truthful to us no but you don't understand what because we think how we live in this world that is how it is no it has taken me many 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 years to understand this truth it is only recently that it's slowly dawning on me what my guruji is talking to understand him is not so easy at all so so know that so remember that you need to you need to focus on what your guruji says and you have to do the sadhana the sadhana is very important so silence go in words don't allow your mind to talk and jabber unnecessarily so the silence is also very beautiful mantra where you only want to speak all the beautiful things you want to praise the lord you want to sing the glories of the lord you want to sing the praises and bhajans about him you don't want to say anything that is going to you know be detrimental not only to you but to people around you you don't want to create more karma in life so silence is a golden thing that's why they say silence is gold <laughs> so speech is silver so let us you know evolve and become silent silencing of the mind is the most important thing so coming back he fell prostrate at gurunath's feet begging to be forgiven for all his sins and to be saved by his grace Shri Narasimha Saraswati, in great compassion, told the Brahmarakshasa that he had already been blessed by him, and that he should go to the Bhima Amraja Sangam and bathe in the holy waters of the confluence there, and all the sins would be expiated once and for all, and he would be released from the rebirth also forever. 
see the the gurudev is very compassionate the reason why he visited the kingdom and he wanted to go in that house to stay there is because he knows he had to sanctify and redeem this brahma rakshasa at the right timing see everything is everything happens at the god's appointed timing alone it's nothing more nothing less it is it is the perfect timing the time and the will of the divine has to come to be only then that moment that grace and you will be released and redeemed of all your sins the king built a mat at gangapur at the place for the divine guest to stay early morning gurunath used to leave the mat for the sangam which was a couple of miles away from the mat he used to have his bath there and perform all religious rites and then return to the mat by midday the king used to come every day by noon for the sage's darshan and for offering him his worship the name and fame of shri narsimha saraswati and of his divine miracles spread by now far and wide and thousands of devotees used to pour in for gurunath's darshan for redress of afflictions of their body mind and spirit why did they visit gurunath they they okay i'm going to read this again the name and fame of shri narsimha saraswati and of his divine miracles spread by far by now far and wide and thousands of devotees used to pour in for gurunath's darshan for redress of their afflictions of their body mind and spirit this is why they all came running we all want to come because we believe okay only god can save us from our afflictions from our sufferings from our karma because we don't understand the amount of karma we have created from our previous births so why even in this birth you can't realize that don't create more karmas take the name of the divine chant hari bol that is what lord you know shri krishna says take the name of the divine being constantly let that become your naam you know the naam japa is very important keep chanting his name and do manan about everything that is teaching be lost in him and just do your karma karma is that which you are born for the purpose for why you have taken this human birth serve that purpose and you will attain the lotus feet of lord shri krishna that is what it is and most important you need to have absolute devotion unto the lotus feet of your guru and lord shri krishna the only way to realize god is through your guru the importance and significance of guru is being narrated in every chapter in guru charitra and to also recognize who this real master is what is his nature the charitra is what we are discussing and it's been described here and most important how to attain guru bhakti why this body is important how we have to evolve on the path of spirituality is what is being imparted every single day and for those who have the guru it's very important how we revere our master that is most important forget about everybody else for rest of them who doesn't have a guru seek this grace seek the guru he will find you when the time is right so don't worry about him till then you can just chant the name of the divine lord who is your ishta and listen to these satsangs go read every single day any scripture that could be shri ramakrishna paramahamsa ji's gospel truth or sai baba's poti or any spiritual scripture just story books the sages of the sages and the saints just read them every day make it a habit to read the divine you know the divine leelas and that itself will purify your heart your mind and surrender to the divine will happen and this is my conviction with this we come to the end of this chapter today Thank you for joining Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. See you all tomorrow at the same time. Have a wonderful Thursday and happy Guruvar once again.
ओम श्री महागणपते नमः ओम श्री गुरुदेव दत्त ओम श्री सचिदानंद सद्गुरु साईनाथ महाराज की जय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय दिगंबरा दिगंबरा श्रीपाद वल्लभ दिगंबरा ओम श्री कृष्ण गुरुनाथनाथाय श्री गुरुवे नमः ओम देवी दुर्गाय नमः ओम श्री कृष्णार्पणम नमस्तु कृष्णम वंदे जगद्गुरु